Welcome to The Dialogue Sessions, a podcast where we come together as a family to engage in meaningful conversations about sexuality in the context of the gospel. Grab your coffee and come sit with us. I'm your host, Cynthia Beaudry. Today, we catch up with Drew Berriessa and find out how and what A Living Letter is doing in this season. Even through quarantine, God is moving and active through this ministry. Hey. <laughs> Drew, it's so good to talk to you. It's so good to talk to you, too. I'm, I'm so glad to have this time with you. I know I've been hounding you for a couple weeks here because I was like, Drew, you need to get on there and you need to give a prophetic word to everyone. <laughs> because <laughs> this season that we're in is crazy it's it's remarkable and it's extraordinary and i know a lot of people are going through different emotions um and i also know that a living letter and, and your ministry and your mission is just as valid now as it's always been and so i just felt like drew you need to come and share and do a podcast and and so here we are i'm so grateful to have this time with you Thank you. I'm really grateful to be able to finally do this with you again, too. So, yeah, I mean, it is crazy times out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a crazy time. And um, I just know that you have a pastoral heart, and I just really appreciate your heart. And so, yeah, if you have some time now, I'd love to to hear your heart, hear how, what A Living Letter has been up to, um, how what does ministry look like in this season? And, um, yeah, just whatever the Lord's placed on your heart to share. Well, I mean, I, that's there's so many things. I mean, I think that one of the things that we're all experiencing right now is we don't have a context for this. Like, no one really in, in living and in ministry has ever really faced a global pandemic like this. Right. And, and so I think that one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely experiencing myself and watching not only as a person who travels and speaks and ministers in churches, but also as a pastor— everything that we have done um, really has shifted and we've had to move very quickly to try to figure out, well, how do we, how do we move in the kingdom of God? How do we advance? How do we minister in a environment where we're locked in our homes? Like, absolutely, uh, it's, it's been really shaking for, for everybody. And I think that um, one of the benefits and the gifts of this season is that our distractions are gone. Mm-hmm. And the things that are normally in the background of our lives or the things that are normally being distracted by by busyness or by by um social you know, media so social media or social connection or proximity all those things are gone, and we're having to figure out like really truly at the bedrock of who we are and how we minister and what our message is, how do we communicate our heart and how what's important about how we communicate? and what we're communicating. And that's really shaking a lot of people. Uh, so for a living letter, you know, it's a traveling speaking ministry right? <laughs> primarily. And, you know, church services are, are canceled and we're all shifting to try to figure out um, what, how do we, how do we meet this paradigm? And, you know, I, I was thinking about a quote from a friend of mine and I know you know and love him too, Cy Rogers. Uh, he was joking once about like the end of the age and he said, do you remember those good old times when we used to sit around and worry about our sexualities? And those are the good old days, you know, <laughs> as we're like, you know, trying to figure out how just to communicate the gospel to our church now that we can't meet. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, not that sexuality and identity and relationship aren't important, but I think that we've all gotten very comfortable 
in our distractedness and how do we how do we how do we walk in what is actually a value rather than just the distractions and so there's that part of it i think mm-hmm. that the other thing which is so fun is and i know it's a reality for me and i'm sure it's for you and brian um we're stuck with our families right now mm-hmm. like the people that we <laughs> you know sometimes are just passing in the night of like oh hi you you know and now with Suze and i were Suze is working from home. I'm working from home. The kids have no school. We're all sharing a, a smaller house right. and trying to be productive and trying to like have good relationship and everything that was um, just easy to, to dismiss in, in the busyness of life. We're, we're, we're all together now mm-hmm. and really being forced to deal with um, maybe relational things that just weren't in the focus because of distraction or schedule now we're it, it's here and i think that many people are finding themselves like that in situations like that and i think especially maybe even with this issue where um relational brokenness or the choices of loved ones or the disagreements of loved ones that weren't as in focus mm-hmm. now you can't really avoid no you as, can't run from it now you can't run from <laughs> it there's no distraction for sure there's a there's a huge intentionality that has to happen yeah. right now. I mean, in order to to engage in relationship, and yeah. it, that is hard. But it's also like you said, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity that I believe that God is giving to us as His church. And so, like, how do we do this well? I right. know, um, I know, like just the couples and and the families in our community. You know, there's a married couple that now that they're home all the time, there was issues that were underlined that they never addressed. And now they're having to force themselves to face those things. Yep. <laughs> and there's another family that I know of that they have a transgender teen. And now they're home all the time with their daughter and they're having to deal and navigate through that difficult dynamic. Yep. And so there's a pause, there's a reset that's happening for all of us. And the relational dynamics have kind of amplified, I, I would say. Absolutely. And there's, you know, people can look at that and they can get discouraged and frustrated. Mm. Or we can look at it and say, this is a gift right. from the Lord. And I truly do believe that if we if we believe what we say, and if we believe the Bible, and if we believe in our own mm. theology, then we have to believe that, you know, as it says in Romans eight twenty eight, he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Now, don't get me wrong. There is nothing about a global pandemic sure. and shelter in place quarantine that me as a 100% extroverted social butterfly <laughs> thinks is good. However, submitted to the Lord's hand, he is taking this opportunity. And as, as long as we'll partner with him in it, he's taking this opportunity to truly um, address and transform and shape and cultivate who we are. And you know, in in response to that, you know, people that are in very close proximity with their loved ones who are relationally sexually broken, I think that we have this opportunity to press into relationship, mm. and and we can look at that as a as a you know a challenge, or we can look at that as a obstacle, or we can look at it as an opportunity. And I would I think we should look at these moments as a great opportunity to really press into the difficult and press into the relational and um, fight for a healthier relationship. Oh, absolutely. And and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with you, to get your voice, to get your heart, to get your input. Because right now, families are dealing with these relational dynamics 
and they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have resources in place. It's not like they can just go meet with their pastor or their right. prayer group. And so they're having these issues amplified um, and they need, they need support. And so I know that your voice is such a, is a voice of encouragement and hope. And so I, I just, my, my desire for this time with you and I on this podcast is that people will feel a sense of support and love so that they know mm. that they're not alone in these difficult relational dynamics that they're navigating it at home right, right now. In right. Yeah, that's good. And I think that that's, you know, to answer your other question of like, what is ministry look like for a living letter now? That's really mm-hmm. it. Yes. You know, it's like rather than addressing the big crowd and, you know, going and traveling, this is really where we're shifting to. It's creating resources and and uh, things for people to engage with to help them navigate these waters rather than the big crowd. It's now the the single voice and the 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 little meetings. And so um, and, and that, too, is a great gift because it's like um you know, you go speak at a crowd, it's wonderful, but to have the opportunity to put resources in people's hands and to talk individually is really a great gift too. So that's, that's where we're shifting to. And, and that's um, definitely, I think in the season, more what people need. For sure. Um, yeah. So for you as a ministry, what's the best way for you to support families right now? What would that look like? I think one thing is, you know, you, we made the comment before, like it's been a long time since we've been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that that's one thing that people can very much engage with right now is, you know, media and social media and, um, you know, offerings like that. People don't have to go anywhere for they comes directly to them. So we're going to be working over the next month or two to begin to really bolster that and, and put some intentionality and some some effort into addressing things like, um, you know, having the conversations and doing answering questions on the podcast and addressing different theological issues. And, and I think that that's one aspect. The other aspect, I think that that would be incredibly fun would be Zoom and Google Hangouts and all this for for connection across boundary, you know, across distance, right. And um, looking forward to interviewing different people, sharing their stories and sharing those stories with you. One thing I'm going to be looking to is, you know, with our involvement in the change movement over the last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people who share similar stories, who I want their stories highlighted with a living letter, because no two stories are alike. And, you know, when the Lord healed people from blindness, he never did it the same way twice. And so I think getting a multitude of perspective and how the Lord worked in mm. different individuals' lives is going to be a real help because if we start sharing other stories, maybe that another person's story will connect more with the, the person who's at home with their transgender kid. And something I might say might not be the magic bullet, but something someone else does might really be used by the Lord to help encourage in this time. So, you know, things like that. Um, one of the things that I have really enjoyed in, in the last couple of years of ministry was writing my, my book, Are We There Yet? Yeah. And, yeah, that was great. you know, when you're locked in, in your house, you really don't have a lot else to do. So we're writing this, the second book, which, wow, um, a second book, That's you know, amazing. given, I know sec- the second book. And so, um, that I hope will be at least in its early stages of completion by the fall. And, you know, we'll be using that as a platform to help kind of offer maybe some e-courses and some some uh, video instruction for parents dealing with sexuality in their home. 
So that's that's all, you know, kind of what's on the forefront right now. Um, I know you were talking about also having um, the availability now since we're in quarantine to maybe do some Zoom consulting. Yes. What would that look yes. like or what would what would be an option for that? Well, I mean, over the years, people have messaged our ministry through our website and asked for a consultation. And, you know, when you're traveling and you're speaking, you know, it just doesn't have a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity to schedule those things out. But now, um, really, that's where everyone's going is is online consultation and, and Zoom calls. And so I uh, just want to extend that invitation for parents or family members or individuals who are just maybe want a little bit of individual attention and individual support. And even that pastoral teams or pastoral church. teams. I know that absolutely. that's one of your, your passions is to equip church leaders. I absolutely, I will say this as a church leader myself. Um, I, I know that a lot of churches are scrambling just to figure out how to preach their messages and get their congregations connected right now. Mm. Um, I imagine that this will shift in the future as things shift and change. Um, and certainly I wouldn't turn a pastor away for an individual consultation. I just, I know that there's a lot of pastors that are really focused on a lot of other things right now. And so that's also kind of a shift for right. Living Letter where, you know, you go to speak to a church because the pastor's like, hey, let's address homosexuality. Well, <laughs> when you're trying to figure out how to keep your staff paid. Seriously. And, you know, yeah, seriously, and, and messages going out to your congregation and your congregation connected and and all those things. Sometimes this doesn't, you know, this gets pushed way back to the back burner, which is why, like I said before, a lot of speaking engagements are canceled. And it's not just because, you know, it's not just because there's, you know, you can't meet in person, but it's the priorities shifted. And, right. but that doesn't mean that it's shifted for parents and for individuals. No, it hasn't, right. Especially with all relationship becoming so focused right now um, and relationship being the primary thing. So, yeah, these are the things that we're working towards right now and, and really working to give our time to and not go insane while doing all those things while also in it becoming an old school parent. <laughs> right. Which has been super fun. As well. So if we're in the middle of a, you know, doing this podcast and Bailey comes walking in with a question about math, let's roll with it. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Are there any other resources that you would recommend for families and, and people who are struggling right now besides what we have to offer? Is there any other place that they can plug into that you know of? Well, I think, yeah, I think that there's several different things. Um, I think that... You know, both of us were used to be in ministry at the Portland Fellowship in in Portland, Oregon, and there's a wonderful uh, group called the Hope Group Online, which is a project I worked on before leaving PF to start a living letter. Um, so you can see video teachings of Drew and connect with a the community there. And I know that they are doing Zoom calls for that community. Um, on Facebook, there's uh, you can connect with the Changed Movement. It has a growing group with um, thousands of people on it who are just there to encourage one another. Um, you know, I think those are some really good resources. I went online the other day to just type in transgender teen family Christian just to see what would come up for resources or articles. And... That's a mouthful. <laughs> Seriously, right? And what came up were basically articles and resources and websites that were anti-biblical, 
principles. And it was just very well put together demonstrations and articles and arguments. And I could see how easily it would be for a, a parent who's really looking for hope and encouragement to be pulled in and sucked into alternative voices. What would be your encouragement or what would you um, caution us to do in this season as we're looking for help and hope? That's a really good question. Uh, I think one of the first things that I would say is that when we're looking for hope and help, one of the temptations is to try to go the easiest route um, and to find the simplest solution. And one of the promises of pro-gay theology and, and these kind of resources that are more anti-biblical is they, they pull tension out of the equation. So, for example, it's mm. like, you know, it's okay that this is, you know, a reality for your child and you can just accept it and blah, 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 blah. And that pulls a lot of the tension out of the relationship where it's like, oh, right. I can actually just accept this. You know, that, and that's very tempting when we're dealing with this stuff. But it is very tempting. always yes. tension. And in, in proper theology, there's always tension that, that exists between God and man, the known and the unknown, the spirit mm. and the body. Like there's always this tension that exists. Truth and love exist in tension. Right. And any solution that takes the tension out of it, we have to understand is not a proper solution. You know, we, we aren't made to live out of that tension. And it doesn't mean that it has to be miserable, but it does mean that when we're walking this this line of truth and love, of biblical fidelity and mm. and um, incarnational presence with people that are broken, there's going to be a tension that has to exist. And you know, a lot of the resources that are out there that are that will pull people off that tension. The reason why people and we've seen this over and over again, Cynthia, in ministry, where when someone will surrender. Or, or um, not surrender, that's not the right word, but but give in and sacrifice biblical fidelity. There's like this deep breath of like, oh, oh, I feel so at peace now. Right. It's because you're not in tension anymore. Right. And, you know, the, the, the advice or the counsel or the resource that is going to keep you walking with Jesus will always have that tension with it. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually meant to to refine us and to grow us. We don't, we don't grow without resistance. We don't, we don't mature without, without that tension, without that challenge. And it's not, you know, so I want to encourage parents and I want to encourage family members. I want to encourage those who are struggling with this issue. Don't go for the easy answer. Mm. And, and sometimes the easy answer looks like self-righteousness mm. and we have to avoid that too. Because, you know, you, you we've talked about this over and over again of like how there's plenty of people in the body of Christ that would be like, well, I'm just going to, you know, rest in truth. And that truth gives me the, the right to, you know, throw people away or to c- condemn people or to isolate myself from difficult relationships because I'm right and they're wrong. That's that's not how Jesus operated oh, with wow, us. Oh, wow, yeah. That's interesting. And yeah. so... And, and it's not how he operates with us as believers who sometimes sin. You know, it's like he doesn't go away and Holy Spirit doesn't go away because we decide not to listen to him. He stays in it with us. Yes. And, you know, that, that process calls us back to a point of tension and a point of holy discontent and holy hmm. unrest. And so what I want to encourage, and again, that's kind of the season we're all in right now, right? Like, right if we're struggling with the relationships that we're quarantined with, 
the temptation is to go to Netflix and, you know, experience relief. Like, I don't have to think about you because I'm watching Netflix. Right. I'm going to avoid relationship. I'm going to, I'm going to check out. But the tension asks us to engage. The tension asks us to own our parts of the relationship that aren't healthy. The tension asks us to, to, to forgive offense. Mm. The, you know, the, the tension is the part that we're working for. And not to, you know, be like too cliche and be like, it's sexual tension. You know, it, you know and <laughs> sexual tension. Sexual tension. There's a great book by Deborah, um, Deborah, what's her name? Deborah Hirsch called um, Redeeming Sexuality. And she had the best chapter titles. And one of her chapter titles was called Uncomfortable Sexual Positions, which was all about theology. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It was awesome. And, you know, I always joke like I should write a book called Sexual Tension and have it be nothing about sex, but all about <laughs> kind of the relational dynamic of, absolutely. How, you know, yeah. how do you walk in relationship with people that you don't agree with and yet still are in relationship with? And that's that's what we're looking for, is we're looking for that that holy place of tension. And so when you're looking for resources, don't go for the easy answer. Hmm. Don't go for the relational cop-out. Don't go for the sweeping... Um, movement that takes you all the way one direction or all the way the other. You, we always have to find that center point, that tense line in between the two, and that's where I really want to encourage people to go. That's why you, you know, people want the easy answer from me sometimes. They're like, well, tell me that I can just kick my kid out, or tell me that I can just, you know, go to the gay wedding and not think about it, or tell me that I can just indulge my sexuality and Jesus is okay with it. I'm like, well, I can't tell you that. I have to tell you the difficult thing which is if you go to the wedding, you have to stand up for truth. If you, you know, if you draw a line with your loved one, you'd better figure out also how to lovingly show up. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, are dealing with sexual struggle and you want relief, you better figure out how to find relief by surrendering your right to Mm -hmm. indulge. Right. And getting out of ambivalence and getting into intention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that's also intentional. Intentional. Yeah. yeah. And that's basically, I feel like the theme, the theme of what we're, we're in right now with this whole mandatory quarantine. And, and it's also a, a biblical principle because, you know, there's lots of scriptures that talk about carrying the cross. That's work. Right. And um, running the race. That's work. You and, know, sitting on the couch is a comfortable position. It's a position right. where I'm not in pain. And I'm not laboring, but there, the scriptures and the call is to exercise and to be and working towards something and to be in that tension, just like you said, that's biblical. Right. And I, I, I keep coming back to, and not that every example comes back to this one, but I, I just remember when I, when I was making the decision and I made the decision to go to my brother's wedding, which, you know, this isn't a podcast about that story, but I remember there was a one particular theologian uh, and just uh, for context, you made the decision to go to your brother's wedding because it was a he was marrying his, he was his marrying gay partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks just for, for the people context, that but... if they're just diving into this, you know. Right. Newbies. Yes. I forget. Newbies. Welcome, newbies. Welcome. This is a very interesting podcast. Um, so I remember getting the feedback from this uh, from this colleague uh, theologian. And he said something along the lines of like, you know, you're, you, you know, you're, you made the easy decision. And I'm like, that was not 
the easy decision. The easiest decision would there was again two sides to the easy decision. One really easy decision would be just to decide that it didn't matter and that God didn't have a problem with that and just to, you know, show up and, and celebrate. That would have mm-hmm. been easier. You know, or another really easy decision would have been to just be self righteous and say, Okay, sinner, I can't I won't be stained by this event from you and, and I'm gonna stand over here being righteous and, and separate. That would have been easy. Just to say, okay, you're dead to me. That would have been easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, to show up, to communicate, I don't agree with this, and this grieves my heart, and I'm here, and to experience the 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 grief of watching mm-hmm. something that you didn't agree with happen, and you knew the consequences, and how it would continue to pull someone you dearly love further from the Lord, and to sit there feeling the judgment of others who were there and and the judgment of people that weren't there. Right. And the judgment of others who weren't there to be not understood by anybody and not supported by anybody and to live in that tension still, you know, years later, um, that's not an easy decision and it wasn't an easy decision. And when parents and loved ones make decisions that are similar, like, you know, my loved one is rebelling from the Lord, but I'm going to choose to love them and stay in relationship with them and have difficult conversations that they might hate me for and, you know, experience the judgment or the misunderstanding or the, the, um, you know, those sort of things from people in our churches, or even to, you know, wrestle with that tension that says, I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but this is what I feel like the Lord has told me to do. This is what feels most consistently like Jesus. Mm. It, it's difficult. It and is so difficult. I, I think we're really being called to that in this season as well. That's really good. Okay, so a couple things. Um, I want to. I want to end. Do, do you, can we start wrapping up, or yeah, do you yeah, want to keep yeah, talking? We can, we can wrap it because we're going to do more of these. Yes, this isn't the only one. So uh, on that note, doing more of these, I want to invite the listeners to submit questions. And the best way to do that would be to email contact at a living org. We want to have different topics. And in the podcast, we're also going to include testimonies, but we want to hear from you, like what you are struggling with, what you're n- needing to hear. Um, so submit your questions to contact at a living org. And then also I want, I want people to be aware that because a living letter is a speaking ministry right now, um, that's come to a halt, obviously. And so if you're supporting us and if you are a part of what we're doing, please just keep us in your prayers. And then if you give and you support and you're able, we just invite you to, to continue to do that for us. We really appreciate it. And um, and because the, there's canceled speaking engagements for Drew, um, he does have the time now to do consults. And so if you're a church body or church leadership and you want to talk about this issue further because you have more time now, um, we definitely want to invite you to, to connect with Drew so you can do the Zoom consultations in this season. Absolutely. I think as well, I mean, one of the things I'm really excited to do tomorrow morning is I have a friend in ministry who runs an adult ministry, young adult ministry for a, a, a denomination, and they do a weekly podcast. And so I'm joining them tomorrow morning to talk. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, it's fun. It You know, because ministry doesn't stop just because you can't gather in person, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you just got to get creative and you got to get creative. Yeah. 
And so if you're a youth pastor out there and you're doing your, your youth group on Zoom, or if you're a pastor and you're doing sermons, you know, this is the most bargain time to get a guest speaker because you don't have to pay for a flight. You don't have to pay for a hotel. You don't have to pay an honorarium, really. Um, it's, Amen. Have microphone will speak. You know, that's kind of where we're at right now. I think as well, like you did mention, Cynthia, like if you are interested in supporting us, definitely prayer is super important. Um, normally about 45% of our income comes from our speaking engagements. And so without those going right now, it's, it is an act of faith. And if you have the ability to give, then please do. We'll absolutely do. This is super important. Uh, continue to give to your churches if you can. And if you can give to the living letter, we really appreciate that. We are a nonprofit organization and every gift is tax deductible. Um, but more than that, we really do want to continue to connect and have know what is on your heart. So please do submit those questions to contact at a living letter.org. And I can't wait for Cynthia, you and I to really talk through those things. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be great. It is. It's going to be awesome. And on the topic of your, you're writing your second book, but you yes. have one book out right now. So if you guys are, if you're listening and you haven't read that, um, it's available on Kindle and, or you can get a paperback copy. Um, it's, uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, or? yeah. It's called Are We There Yet? And it is available on Amazon for purchase and on Kindle. And I'm working on the audiobook version of it right now because i got nothing else to do. So, and, <laughs> you know, quite honestly, you know, if you... We've all watched a lot of Netflix in the last couple of weeks. How about read a book? Mm-hmm. How about read a book called Are We There Yet? <laughs> and uh, shameless plug. I don't even care. The, all proceeds from those uh, sales go completely to help support the ministry of a living letter and um, the book that we're writing, you know, I, you know, I, I, I've heard, <laughs> you know, me, Cynthia, I'm snarky and I've got yeah. a sense of humor. Yeah. I think the only way really that we can approach these issues right now is just with a little bit of levity because yes. um, it's just, it helps ease the tension a little Absolutely. bit. And so the next book is really, it's uh, titled, uh, because I said so. And it's, a, oh, yeah, good. it's yeah. a theology of sexuality, um, really looking at what the father's heart is for his children. And the fact is, the church as a whole, we haven't addressed the issue of sexuality theologically very well. So much so that the most, I mean, the, the most probably consistent message most people have gotten is because the Bible says so. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it were a parent and child conversation, it's that equivalent of like, well, why? Because I said so. And so what we're doing in this next book is we're really taking different questions that that our soul longs to have answers to when it comes to sexuality as a whole, not even on homosexuality, but sexuality as a whole. Yeah, relational wholeness. Relational wholeness. What is the purpose of sexuality? What is the, the greater uh, message? And gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gender. Um, does Does celibacy matter what does celibacy look like i mean what if you don't feel like you're called to sell like why you know there's right. so many questions that go into this um that the the standard conversations that we used to have about sexuality you know 20 30 40 years ago they they're insufficient for the conversations that our youth and our young adults and our children are facing now and so it's the attempt to begin to add to that conversation and really give greater meaning and greater depth than beyond just, you know, the principles that, that we have all been taught, but really don't know the reason or the meaning behind. So that is so exciting. And I feel like that would be 
an, a beautiful compliment to your first book. Your first book is your testimony. And within that testimony, there's really rich teaching that you can share. And so this new book sounds like it's going to be a great compliment to that, where yeah. you can actually get to the nitty gritty of sexuality and yeah, I'm, really, I'm excited and looking forward to that. So thank you for sharing about what you're doing. Yeah, it's an exciting season. I mean, again, going back to the beginning of this, we can look at this season as um, a challenge or we can look at it as opportunity. And I think that the Lord is really giving us all the opportunity to press into um, deeper things that he's been laying on our hearts. And so if that's you and that's relationship, relational brokenness in your family, your own walk with the Lord, your own surrendered sexuality, Praise God, press into it. This is the season to do it. Um, and uh, for me, I know that that just it's, it's going deeper into these resources. So, yeah, that's wonderful. Drew, can you um, can you pray for anybody who's listening who is a family member or someone who is struggling? And um, can you just pray over us right now before we close this out? Yes, yes. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to to come before you today and to lift up our brothers and sisters who are finding themselves really aware of brokenness right now. Mm -hmm. As all the noise and all the distractions and all the, the um, easy outs of our culture have kind of evaporated right before us, Lord, I know that you are turning the volume up on things that you want to address. And Father, because of that, I know your character is that you don't highlight things without also offering healing to them. So Father, I pray for I pray for the family members who are facing this reality that there's loved ones in their lives that are that are either wayward or they are in walking in brokenness or deception and mm-hmm. the hearts are heavy. Father, will you be close to them right now? Will you will you begin to shower their heads and their hearts with uh, ways to sh- relationally show up with their loved one? Will you give them the grace to to really see beyond the brokenness in the current state to see the child you created. Mm-hmm. Lord, give us the ability to speak identity into that, not into the current circumstance, but into the intention of who you created them to be. Yeah. Father, I pray that you will bolster us with patience and grace in this season. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray for those that are, that are listening that struggle with their own sexuality, that either this has been part of their history or it's part of their present or they are just finding themselves in a very discouraged place. Father, will you, will you by your, by your Holy Spirit, um, come present to them in this moment and encourage their hearts that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that these seasons are as difficult as they are. They are opportunities to, to know you more profoundly uh, I, I just think of the quote from A.W. Tozer, the Bible was written in tears and to tears it yields its greatest treasures. And I pray that over many that are struggling in this season that are in, in great despair and frustration. Father, may we pray and we cry out to you and may we, be, may we find a rich treasure mm-hmm. in you by engaging you in our struggle. Lord, I pray for supernatural power in this season to not distract, to not to not um, check out, to not numb away the things that are being highlighted in our lives. But Father, bring us into deeper focus into those places that you truly do want to meet us because you do. Lord, I pray for those uh, listening that have in the circumstance of this season, they're finding themselves not knowing how their next paycheck or their next bill is going to get paid or what's going to happen. Father, I know 
that in this, all not all circumstances are good, but you are able, capable, and you promise to bring all things together and work all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purposes. So, Father, may we rest in the faith that that you you did not do this, but you are doing something in it. That you don't bring evil on us, but you turn evil to good. Father, may we may we rest in your character that looks beyond the circumstances, the peace that surpasses understanding, and trust in you to be who you say you are in this season. Father, bless everyone who's listening today. May may Drew fade away and Jesus be found. <laughs> Isn't that always the prayer? Oh, Father, thank you so much and bless our listeners and um, be with us in this season. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you so much, Drew. It was just so good to catch up with you and just to hear your voice and to yes. connect with a living letter. Um, love your ministry. Love what you, you're doing and what the Lord is doing in and through you. And so I'm really excited for um, what what you've got planned for this season. Thanks, Cynthia. It's so good to be partnering with you again, and I can't wait for more of this. Yes. 